Hey folks and welcome to another episode of PodCraft. This is a show all about podcasting, helping you to create a successful podcast. I'm Colin Gray, joined as always by Matthew. How you doing Matthew? Hello Colin, lovely to be here. Indeed. It's a, a nice warm-ish spring day. You're in Scotland today, isn't it? Let's paint the picture of, of it being that way. Yeah, yeah, as if we can see out the window, which we can. Yeah. In our big dark studio. <laughs> but uh, forget about the weather. We're here to talk about tech and we're here to talk about mixers today. As you know, if you've been listening along to season 11, it's really a re-recording of our old school season two from what 2015 or something 1985 <laughs> uh, so yeah well out of date so we're re-recording our equipment season and this time we're on to mixers now mixers are a funny one in the podcasting world aren't they because they're kind of perceived as this fancy bit of kit that is what turns your amateur podcast into a professional production. Um, and hopefully today, Matthew and I are going to go through the fact uh, that that is not true. And uh, there are some reasons why you might want a mixer, though. So we'll go through that whole thing. Uh, before we jump into it, I'm just going to say if you want to jump into this more deeply, we always have our podcast host Academy. So the Academy is our membership site where you can jump in. We've got a big range of courses, which includes a range of equipment courses that'll take you through all the kit you need to get, um, all the different setups you can have and how to set them up um, in detail. So if you want to get that personal help and live coaching from Matthew, me and the team, then jump over to pod.academy and you can see what we offer in there. But for now, let's get into mixers. So let's start with the basics, Matthew. What is a mixer? Yeah, a mixer is like a, an interface or a device, isn't it? So you're essentially using it to plug your microphones into. It's going to give you all sorts of controls and flexibility about how you can record your audio. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's a big all-purpose interface, isn't yeah, it, for recording yeah. your podcast? Yeah. If you're, I mean, if you're listening to this and you really don't know what we mean at all, it's one of those massive big boards with millions of knobs on it that you see on the telly whenever anybody's recording uh, music, generally, isn't it? Uh, it's basically someone that just, yeah, like you say, brings together a bunch of inputs, whether that's microphones, instruments, whatever it is. In the context of podcasting, I mean, generally we just have little mixer boards in front of us, don't you? We don't really have like two or four inputs. That's generally what we're looking at, isn't it? A lot smaller than those like dozens of buttons that you see in the telly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the mixers generally that podcasters use are a lot smaller than those and most podcasters don't actually use them at all. Yeah, yeah. So I think yeah. that's that's one of the things you see in podcasts. And if you see photos of podcasters, um, <laughs> people like to look uh, clever and look technical. Yes. So they'll they'll ram their photos with all sorts of cables and mixers yeah. and stuff just to yeah. make it look like oh they, they really mean business. But <laughs> they've got the pro setup. <laughs> you know, a lot of, a lot of great shows that you hear. It's just going to be somebody we've already talked about USB mics. So it'll just yeah. be somebody sitting with a microphone plugged into yes. their computer. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. I mean, you go through the top 20 shows in the world. I bet you like less than half of them have a mixer in their setup. Uh, I, don't, I mean, I don't know for sure, but you just certainly don't need it to make a good show. A good USB mic on its own can do the job. So let's get that out of the way first. You do not need a mixer, but there are some reasons why you might want them and that's what we want to go into today. And we'll come to some recommendations as well of the types of mixers that you might want by the end too. Um, 
Now, <laughs> I suppose is a, it's the question between like, do you want a mixer? I, I, like what an audio engineer is the type of person that might really, really use a mixer for its full capabilities, eh? But that's not what we are as podcasters. Yeah, I've, I've sort of done these lessons in the past when I'm showing people mixers yeah. and it's uh, a case we've got a, an actual video on the site as well where I covered up the buttons that you won't use. Like, so if you're using a mixer and you're just sitting there yourself, there's actually very few of it you know very few of these knobs and <laughs> yeah, faders yeah. and things yeah. that you even need to touch a lot of the stuff is just set and forget as well yes so you know again if you've ever been at a like i was at a, a gig the tail end of last year i ended up standing behind the sound guy uh-huh. and uh, i was you know it was one of those huge mixing discs and i was watching him more than the gig i was yeah, just yeah. really interested in, and it was like <laughs> making too. those little tweaks and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. and i think people maybe imagine that oh well i'll have to do that but yeah. you don't you know yeah. every now and then you'll maybe turn somebody up a wee bit or turn them down a wee bit mm-hmm. but it's not like watching a sound guy at a at a concert you know where they're constantly just at this thing monitoring it yeah i mean the idea is and we did that today didn't we we set up our volumes we just did a very quick sound test at the very start we set our volumes to about the right place and then we just forget about it don't we Mm. barely i will glance at the levels on it every now and again but even then i'm reluctant to adjust it because then that affects what you get to what you have to do in post-production doesn't it like it's better just to keep it on the same level i would have said and then bring it up and post if you need to rather than adjust it with the mix on the fly what is that what you would do or i was just going to say something completely different yeah, uh, yeah. before i forget i was just going to say that um shout out to your wee boy alistair who comes in to record these minecraft <laughs> podcast and then i go and do a, a call or something like that after him and yeah. i really have to figure out from scratch yeah. what everything does because uh, everything yeah <laughs> all over the place yeah so nice one alistair keep, yeah. keep me on my toes yeah good work <laughs> um yeah okay well what reason might we want to use the mixer so give me give me a reason why you might actually want to use a mixer as a podcast uh, a simple one is i have two xlr microphones mm-hmm. as opposed to two U- or one usb microphone yeah so like yeah. we've got we talked about them before the the road i can't say roads products the road pot procaster procaster <laughs> road sort this out please beyond a joke um so we've got two of those yeah, yeah. we need something to plug them into don't yeah. we so yeah, true yeah i mean it, we could technically plug these directly into our recorder couldn't we we talked about digital recorders on the last episode and we could plug them into a really good digital recorder but to be honest the zoom h5 in front of me costs more than the mixer we're using mm. so uh, like we could use yeah we could use one or the other you could decide to use the mixer for cost reasons more features but then we use both actually record from the mixer into the recorder maybe we'll come on to that later but yeah absolutely if you want to use two microphones a mixer suddenly as soon as you have two people in the room a mixer becomes more useful because it gives you more control over each person doesn't it and you say two inputs but of course you could you could plug in more than yeah, that yeah, in most yeah, cases can't yeah. you yeah totally even uh, it becomes even more useful the more people you bring in basically because you just get control over each people each person individually um there's even just that i mean the fact that if you want to use xlr stuff at all generally you need a mixer um or again a really good digital recorder but i'd almost argue that like a the zoom h5 or the zoom h6 almost counts as a mixer like with all the features you yeah. can use on it i mean it's not obviously but like it's the same complexity so a lot of the same uh reasoning applies in some mm-hmm. ways <laughs> um 
So the other one, I mean, the other one I always think about is just the fact that we've alluded to it already, all the knobs and everything. You can make so many different adjustments to what you're working on. I mean, if you are recording in the field, like you're going out to events or or you commonly have three, four people in, all with different voices, the fact that you can, you know, adjust stuff as you go is quite useful in some cases. Like being able to, you know, somebody's got a super bassy voice or something, you could EQ them a little bit if you wanted to on the fly. Um, or you could use the compressor. Like there's compression on our mixer that we've got here and you can change the volume so easily on each person. So um, so the fact that you can do that is useful, even if often you won't do that. Um, yeah, so I mean, it, it's handy, but <laughs> how much it, you use it. It's <laughs> an option as well if you, if you don't want to use a computer as well, isn't it? So like, you know, you do get USB uh, mixers, but... A lot yeah, of them are just yeah. analog; they just plug straight into the mains. Yeah, yeah. So you've got your two microphones running into your mixer, running into your recorder. You don't actually need a computer at all. Yeah. You, you can go traditional and have handwritten notes. Yes, yeah, um, like yeah. like the old days, you know, when they used to <laughs> podcast in the twenties. Yeah, absolutely. And you get mixers with inbuilt storage these days too. So yeah. the uh, the road talking about road again, the Rodecaster uh, mixer has a SD card in it that you can record direct to. Uh, you get some of the a couple of the Behringer models have got hard drives inside them, I believe. If not, it might be it might be solid state storage, but I'm not sure. But anyway, they've got storage inside them you can record direct to, so you don't even need a recorder in that case, which is quite cool. Uh, yeah, that that there's an argument for making it more reliable then, isn't there? Yeah, because yeah. Uh, there's always issues of you know computers freezing up or stuff like yeah. that. So yeah. if you um, if you take that that risk out of the equation with yeah. a with an analog mixer, then yes, might save one or two recordings over your lifespan. Yeah, totally. And the fewer bits of kit you're using, the less things. Uh, can break <laughs> so if you've got like a recorder and a mixer then there could be an issue with one or the other there's just more more variables that can go wrong so the fewer things you can use often it just makes things easier what about like uh, live or as live recording you ever done ever done much of that yeah so that's that's i would i would argue that's probably the best reason to or the the best reason to use a mixer given that um you know, XLR mics, multiple record, um, multiple people. You can do all of that with a digital recorder. The one thing I think you can't do so easily with a digital recorder is do the as live stuff. So, um, arguably you can, to be fair. But anyway, you can plug a, you can plug an iPad into a mixer. And I've done this a fair few times. And it's partly because it saves you on post production, but partly because it's quite good fun. <laughs> You've got your iPad there with a, a sound cart app or something like that. Just even just your music player. You can play music directly into the mixer and have that. So your theme music plays. You've got that in your headphones with you and your co host. Um, and you get all pumped up, listen to your music. Then you fade that out directly with the mixer go into it then you can play sound effects you play listener call-ins directly into your show so treating it like a radio show isn't it yeah even if you're not technically live yeah you can still record it as live exactly and uh yeah i mean there's loads of arguments on your content there like if you're doing it as live you're improving your presentation skills because you're not relying on editing and things like that so there's all those sort of things that that you might consider too further down the line yeah totally and basically it cuts down hugely in your editing doesn't it like you don't have to bring in the music the effects all that kind of stuff um and yeah i think yeah you're right it makes you better at presenting because you're just you're doing it all on the fly 
Um, and that practice serves you well. So with a mixer, that makes it really easy to do that because you've got the volume knobs there. You can fade things in and out. You can play things in via an extra input like an iPad or a computer or something like that. So yeah, really handy for that. One thing the listener might, uh, a term they might have heard mm-hmm. mentioned in relation to, to mixers and podcasting is the term mix minus. Mm-hmm. Have you got a have you got a succinct and clear definition for what a mix minus is? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. So we've got a mixer right in front of us. The two of us are speaking to each other. But if we want to bring in a Skype caller, we bring that in through the computer. The computer is plugged into our mixer. So technically that's all just, that should just work. You've got the three of us, two of us in the studio, the computer going into the mixer. We can all hear each other and record that. The trouble is that the person on Skype, if you don't do anything to the mixer, will be able to hear themselves back because we are outputting the whole mixer to uh, the computer back to them. So it's us two and them again as outputting back to the computer. So a mix minus has just been able to turn down one of the inputs. So that's turning down Skype. So we've got a knob on our mixer. It's an AUX on this one. Sometimes it can be um, FX, can't it? FX in, mm. FX out. Uh, you turn that one down and that means they get the entire mix, which is you and me just now, but it could be all sorts of other things, minus themselves. So you're just turning down that one channel, which is the Skype one. Um, and basically that just means having a mixer that has either that AUX out or FX out, I think it is, isn't it? In the old in the olden days, I think it's designed to be able to go out and uh, send like input to a an, an effects processor, like it's uh, mm. you put like weird echoes and stuff on your instruments and things, and then bring it back in. But <laughs> I've got a video on how to set up a mix minus, so I'll put that in the show notes. Cool. And in typical podcast style, I'm going to freestyle the um, the short link. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's go to the podcasthost.com slash mix minus it's probably already made but if not i'm going to make it straight after this perfect (laughs) so yeah the the upshot of that is if you don't have mix minus capabilities on your mixer you want to bring in a skype caller they'll end up with a huge echo and it's just really it's not very easy for them to be able to to take part so you need mix minus to be able to bring in a skype caller and and make it clear for them and yeah that's the one thing that's probably the thing that a mixer can do that just about nothing else can so talk me out of getting a mixer con. Why might I not want one? Because <laughs> they cost a lot of money. Because <laughs> I'm skint. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the big things are cost and complexity. So yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, even a a decent the sort of base level mixer we'd recommend, which is the Yamaha here, is 120 quid, I think, isn't it? And then you need the microphones. So you need the, an XLR mic to go into it then, which is also going to cost you another 100 quid, the cabling. Um, most likely you're going to need to, you can record into a computer, but you might need a recorder too to work with it. So it just totally escalates mm-hmm. your setup, doesn't it? And if you're if you're just toying with podcasting, you, you know, you don't even necessarily know if you're going to stick at this. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of money just to put down for yes. something that... You know, you might be trying to sell on eBay in, yeah, in six weeks' exactly. time. <laughs> I've seen many a mixer in cash generator down the road. Yeah. Fairly used. <laughs> yeah, you get a good price in there. Yeah. But the other side of the complexity, isn't it? I mean, yeah, like, yeah. do you recommend that? Do most, <laughs> what happens when a podcaster makes their setup that complex? Yeah, exactly. So that a lot can obviously go wrong or it could just lead you to, to procrastinate because you think, you know, especially if you've not got this stuff set up in a permanent place in your house so if they think you know i've got half an hour to record an episode but it's going to take me 
10 minutes to set up yeah. and 10 minutes to take it all down. Okay, now <laughs> I've just got 10 minutes. It's very easy just to put Netflix on instead. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, totally. uh, don't don't put barriers in your way to actually getting the content out because there's a really good chance that you listening to this want to podcast because you've got a thing to talk about rather than you want to become an audio engineer. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think I think that's the biggest one for me is the fact that it'll just, things break. Like you said, Alistair comes in and just twiddles and knobs and then next time you come to record, it does literally take you half an hour to figure out, why <laughs> is it? Why am I getting so much background noise? Why can I not hear myself? Oh. <laughs> but it's a good yeah. Minecraft podcast, so... Yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm away. I'm away with it. <laughs> So let's get into the recommendations um, and the levels as well. I mean, there, there's such a different a variation, I think, of levels of mixers that you can get. Um, and, you know, we used to, I updated the mixers article last year, actually. We used to have uh, three levels, which was entry level, um, decent sort of intermediate level and then professional level. And actually I took out the entry level mixers because they were just, they just weren't good enough quality. They just weren't worth even the small amount of money they cost, like the the Behringer range that are under £100. Mm. So Behringer, not a bad brand, I, I would say, when you get up to the top level stuff. Um, not top of the top of the range, but not terrible. But they're under $100 stuff or under £100 stuff. It's just the background noise is just so much. It's just uh, it's you not could, worth the cash. You can see where they focus their attention and it's not on their cheaper yeah, stuff. Like totally. they, they, pay, they pay a lot more attention to their, their yeah. higher end stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, the, the first first mixer I ever got was a Behringer and it was it was like twenty five quid. Yeah. And yeah. it genuinely sounded like a wasp's nest. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. just unusable. That's the thing. They must I mean, I suppose there's a market for that. There's the people that want to just play around with it and they're not that fussed about the quality and they do want to just spend forty, fifty quid or something on a mm-hmm. three input mixer or whatever it would be, four input. So yeah. Anyway, don't really look at entry level, I would argue. Um I think real entry level is is actually intermediate level, which is starting to look at, and I would say it's the Yamaha that we've got in front of us. It's the MG10, Yamaha MG10, about 120 quid. There's a USB version as well. Yeah, there um, is, yeah. Which uh, is a little bit more, but it means that you definitely don't need a recorder either. But then again, you can plug our, I mean, I've got our Yamaha here plugged into the Mac, so we can record technically straight from this into our Mac that's in the studio too. Mm -hmm. So we are currently recording from the MG10 um, from the main stereo output into our Zoom H5, um, which is a great setup, really reliable, great quality, but we can also record into the computer too. So you can dispense with the recorder if you like. Um, I mean, I suppose things to look for, if you're not going to go for the MG10, you're looking for other ones, you're looking for at this kind of intermediate or low intermediate level, you're looking for things that you want mix minus, don't you? Mm-hmm. That's kind of the main thing. Um, you probably want to look at um, four inputs as well, because, you know, if you're only going to do two inputs, I would probably argue that you're better with a, a recorder like the H5 or the H6. Or even a, a little interface like the Focusrite yeah. Scarlett 2i2. Yeah, yeah it, You know, that's that's not got all the the knobs and dials on it. It's yes. just two two microphones. Yeah, keeps it super simple. And the Scarlett's like so good quality as well, isn't mm-hmm. it, in terms of the background noise and everything. Um the other thing is, and this is a, something you probably don't realise until you use it, you get the difference between where you've got, some have got knobs and some have got faders. So knobs are the ones that you twist, <laughs> you turn round in a circle, and faders are the ones that you push back and forth. So if you're watching films again, like you're watching uh, Pitch Perfect or something, 
Not that I watch Pitch Perfect, of course. <laughs> I don't you're watching, even know what that is. Uh, good, that's good. Uh, so if you're watching Pitch Perfect, you're watching uh, Rebecca doing her mixes. You know, she's uh, she's pushing these little things back and up and down, basically. And that's for the volume. That's a fader. And there's so much more. You get so much more control. And it's just it just feels better to use a fader than a knob. <laughs> so if you can afford a mixer that has faders rather than knobs, it's just a, it's a little improvement in terms of the, the usability of the device as well. So, yeah, I would say that's probably most of the stuff to look out for on that um, on that level. Anything else you can think of, Matthew? On the sort of intermediate level? Yeah, yeah, the kind of lower level. Yeah, I guess, like, you won't really, you won't find too much of a difference in sound quality, I would say, from mm. one model to the other at that sort of yeah. level. And again, a lot, a lot of it has to do with your actual microphones yeah. and your environment too. Mm. So although having good, quote unquote, good preamps in a mixer, you know, it's part of your recording chain. Again, yeah. there's the environmental and microphone considerations and that. So yeah. it's never a case of buy this thing and sound like you're on the radio. Yes. You know, there, there, there's a lot more factors. <laughs> all the other bits. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say, so in our, if you go and look at our mixers um, review, so we've got a mixers roundup on the website. If you go to thepodcasthost.com forward slash mixers, you'll get taken straight to that. Uh, and it's basically got a list of all the mixers that we recommend but if you if when it comes down to it yamaha really good brand good quality stuff pay more than a hundred pounds a hundred dollars for it or Mackie, Mackie are a really good uh, sort of just a really good brand everything they do is good quality even their low end ones actually so their two input lowest end one still got a decent preamp in it so very low noise floor and quite silent so yeah they're ones to look for so if we do go to the the higher level stuff, what are you paying like 300, 400 pounds or dollars for? Like what, what happens when you start going up to that higher end pro kit? So I've just mentioned the, the preamps and the sound quality. So it's still it's still part of your chain, like I said, and you're going to obviously, you would hope uh, anyway, upgrade that sort of sound quality, the, the preamps in your model. Yeah, yeah. Um, another thing that, that folk seem to obsess over is, is multi-tracking. So if you've got, say, a few more channels, maybe you could plug five or six mics in there and people get quite upset, uh, upset, uh, obsessed <laughs> about being able to record those completely independently of each other, oh, yeah. regardless of what they're recording, uh, whether it's an SD card, whether they're going into their computer into yeah. something like Adobe Edition. So the ability for each of those those microphones to have its completely unique audio track. Yeah, yeah. Um, and recorded th- directly into the computer, you mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, that's a great feature to have. I'd say very few people actually need it. Um, yeah. There's so many people say they want that and then they have it and then they don't use it. Yeah. <laughs> They've got like, oh, I've got six tracks. I should, like, now I can I can process them all individually. I can do a lot of work making sure they're all perfect. And then like, oh, I don't have the time. So I'm just going to put just them all in the Just mix it down into a mono file. And... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, but it's but it's a possibility with some of the higher end mixers, isn't it? Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. can plug that in via USB. Do, do you know, the, other, the thing is, though, like the Zoom H6 does that, doesn't it? Like, yeah. You plug in four mics into your Zoom H6. The Zoom H6 can give you f- four different tracks. In fact, six different tracks mm-hmm. based on all those mics, and it only costs two hundred quid, and it makes it really simple to do. So, I often find myself just coming back to when people talk about mixers. Oh, the Zoom range can do that, and probably Tascam as well. To be fair, although yeah. we don't try them half as much. So, yeah, often most of the things that you want a mixer for, a good recorder can do really simply. <laughs> um, 
for recommendations on well uh, sorry one last thing so the some of the higher end mixers can record directly as well so we've mentioned that already but that's something you'll pay a bit more for too so if they've got a hard drive built in sd card built in that type of thing um so that can be worth it sometimes just make sure like you say make sure setup so simple if you can just take the mixer and that's all you're recording into no computer required no recorder required less cables less faff um especially if you're on the move like I think mm-hmm. a, a reasonable amount of people carry a mixer around, like to go and record their friends and stuff or events or things like that. So, yeah. Um, again, the high level ones we'd recommend here comes down to the Mackie, the Mackie range. You've got the Mackie Pro FX range um, where you've got the FX8. I think there's an FX16. So it comes down to really how many inputs you need. Uh, and I think most podcasters are probably not going to need more than eight inputs. So yeah. we're probably all right with the Mackie Pro FX8. Um, you know, it gives you seven people plus uh, an iPad for effects is more than enough for most podcasts, I would argue. If people could stare at all those inputs when they're sitting there lonely in their uh, room recording <laughs> a solo show or yes, Skype interview. Indeed. <laughs> um, the last one we should mention is the Roadcaster we've been trying out lately. What do, what do you think of the Roadcaster? Where does that fit? Yeah, so the Roadcaster is an interesting one because I'm I'm not sure that they, well, I mean, they, they definitely didn't come out and say this is a mixer, but it, part of its capability is a mixer it's just a bit more versatile than that so it's like a a mixer and digital recorder and basically a little studio all built into this like all-purpose podcasting device you could record phone calls with it and everything um so obviously it's a brand new piece of kit and there have been a few teething problems with it yeah i'd say you know in the main, I think it's it's a really, really good piece of kit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited about seeing where they go with it. Yeah, yeah. At the moment, I would say there's there's still a few things they maybe need to fix. Um, you know, again, the multi-track, I've just laughed at people demanding multi-track, but <laughs> you can now run a multi-track into your computer, but you can't, you can't do it directly onto the SD card, yeah. which is in there. So, you know, things like that, I think they will fix yeah, further down yeah. the line. Um also with something like that it's it's got a, a big cost attached to it i think yeah, you're about six hundred dollars and yeah. that's before you've even bought a microphone okay yeah. so this sort of thing is not for somebody who's just starting out this yes. is a serious investment that you would that you would only make when you were sure that you were bought into podcasting yeah, yeah. so it's really cool that it's so it's so software based that they can just like release a software update and actually changes what the mixer can do mm-hmm. which is just totally not like you can't do that to our yamaha yeah yeah <laughs> there's nothing you can change about that and most usb mixers even as well so it's quite cool that they can do that um i mean the things that i'm quite excited about about the roadcaster are partly and i know this is just that you could do this already but the bluetooth connectivity i think is really cool like being able to just walk in your phone just connects to it automatically and then you can play music you can play clips you can play on a phone call that way that's mm. all really it's just a really nice little easy thing that um you know t- dispenses with a cable which is quite cool um and the other one is we talked about the fact that you know you're mixing stuff in uh, directly like doing it as if it's a live radio show well the roadcaster has its little what do you call it it's carts like, i guess cart, or pads sound yeah ca- pads yeah that's probably what it is isn't it it's got eight pads is that right mm-hmm. eight pads which you can load effects and music and clips up onto so before your show similar to what i was saying before you could put in your theme music you could put a few different effects on uh, and maybe you could load in a couple of listener calls that you've had recorded or something like that and mm. you can play them all directly into the show so the road 
Podcaster makes it really simple to do that live mixing. You don't need to plug an iPad in because you can load it onto the Roadcaster mm-hmm. in advance and have that just there waiting for you. So yeah, it's, it's and again, you, you don't need a computer at all. I mean, you yeah. can use a computer with it, but you don't need to. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, really good. I mean, I could see it being people that do do a lot of that travel around recording, like if you're going to events or you go to a friend's house to record a podcast quite often, could be worth the money for something like that. If you're going to do a bit of the live recording as well and just, just keeps it quite simple. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. I think that does it for mixers though. Yeah. That was a big old episode. Yeah. We always say this is going to take 10 minutes. and then... 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but no, mixers, are, they're a big topic and, um, one that a lot of people ask us about so worth covering it again if you want to dive into this deeper we've got courses on setup on different types of kit different ways to record your podcast inside our podcast host academy just pop over to pod.academy pod.academy and you'll see all the details there finally if you want to make podcasting easy even easier than this we've also got alitu do check out our uh, podcast production app alitu a-l-i-t-u dot com uh, you can just record into your mixer, take that uh, recording, upload it direct to Alitu and we'll take care of the rest. We'll process it for you, add your music and upload it to your podcast host for you. So go over to their alitu.com and check it out. Thanks for another episode though, Matthew. We've got a few more to go in this equipment series, haven't we? We sure do, yeah. What do you think we're going to cover next? Do you have that in mind yet? or I think it's uh, something to do with mobile recording. Mobile recording, cool, yeah. Uh, yeah. We've talked a bit about mobile today, I suppose, with uh, mixers as a possibility for that. But yeah, I think it'd be good to cover. We're going to cover everything about mobile actual smartphone recording. eh? So the opposite almost of this, isn't it? Just using the kit you've got in your pocket to record as opposed to Mm -hmm. buying more complex stuff. Yeah, simplifying it. Indeed. Cool. So come back for that next week. We'd love to see you here. Continue our series on podcast equipment. Otherwise, have a good week between now and then. We'll talk to you soon.